Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, welcome back, Atlanta Sports Guys. A few weeks away, we're back. Just two sports guys. Uh, we have some unfortunate news. Max Markovich been a number two on this podcast for a while. Many people Aye. are wondering as the long-term <laughs> number two. The people um, are asking. I know. The long-term number two. Max Mark uh, has departed uh, the Atlanta sports guys. Garrett Chapman is here, though. 99 the games, Garrett, Garrett Chapman. We have, a, we have a spot to fill, sir. I, it's a consolation prize for uh, just being the, I'm the number two now. So, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, you move but, up. Yeah, moving up in the world, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I didn't know I'd move down. <laughs> No, well, it's it's been back and forth. I need to like get someone on it. I need an intern to go tally up who was number one and who was number two for the get most Get a Chase Thomas podcast intern. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. That's cool. I would get an intern. I go back and forth on that. Like the one day where if I can have like I don't think I would want an intern for stuff like that. The only thing I want is a booker. I think that's it. Like I think that's all I would hire because I would. I'm still so yeah. hands on with everything else that I don't think I would trust anybody else to do my youtube do my uh headlines do anything else social but i would trust them to do the booking because that I, it's the weirdest thing that wears on me so much of that I'm, I'm sure you is it's awful it's the worst to spend time it's the worst because you gotta find them yes. then you gotta f- get in contact with them yes. and then you maybe hope that they pick it's like cold calling yes it's literally what time. it is and it's a never-ending ceaseless battle Mm-hmm. I know literally as a producer, I completely understand. I completely understand. It's terrible. It's the worst part of this. Um, and doing it like, yeah, I just, and here, no, there's nothing worse than a no. There is it's, nothing worse. I'd rather hear a no than a maybe. Hmm. The maybe I've had a, I had a head coach for hmm. a co- my college football show. I basically his SID just sort of kicked the can down the road. Hmm. And over the course of like a couple of weeks, I had like the open date and they're like, this is, this is the date that I need him. And he's like, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll check with coach. It'll be great. We'll, we'll see. And then it just sort of like kept rolling and kept continuously doing it. And like, and then Friday before he's like, sorry, yeah, I can't make it happen. I'm like, could have just said no. Yeah. <laughs> we could have moved on. No, I mean, it was, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's hard. Oh, no, I completely understand that. Yeah. So anyone who wants to do that for Garrett and myself uh, going forward, just be the full-time <laughs> booker because I, it's it's a frustrating thing um and people it. don't see it they just see you the person appear at one point you're yeah. they have no idea how many hoops you uh probably had to jump through to get even oh, just no. one guy oh no uh, i think you just send them a text message and it's like yeah oh, it's cool great yeah yeah sure but in fairness to them busy schedules they have a lot of stuff and you're fighting like you're it's game of thrones uh you're just fighting for your spots because i always wonder about that like if i was on the receiving end hey you know do unto others as you would do unto yourself and if I'm on the other side, generally speaking, I'm going to decline. Like I've declined a lot of stuff where I'm like, ah, when I'm not doing this, I kind of want to do other stuff. Or like, do I want to be pulled away for, uh, if do, do I sacrifice my run for the afternoon to appear on this? Shit? Like I, I understand it. Like, especially cause this is just my, my schedule, but like people who are pulled in like charity stuff, speaking engagements and all that. And mm-hmm. like, I, I get it. I don't, I don't hold anything, but like you said, like just, quick yes or no let's quick yes or no just quick let's just make this happen quick and just let me know and then we're good 
Um, all that being said, uh, chasingmustpodcast at gmail.com uh, for the PR teams listening to this. We <laughs> want to get their uh, guest on this very program. Um, Garrett, uh, we don't need to talk about Tennessee steamrolling the Georgia Bulldogs this weekend, um, which i uh, very excited about um, <laughs> that being the case. Uh, shout out to Peyton behind us here, ready to go. Um, man, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. But you know what else has been fun, uh, Garrett? The Atlanta Falcons exceeding our expectations at the this first place in Falcons. first place the first place atlanta falcons there make sure make sure that's in there they're number one atlanta falcons right yes so <laughs> how much of this is fool's <clears throat> gold how much of it how much can we really look into the falcons being in first to this point in the year we're in early november when you say fool's gold you what do you mean the offense is working. Mariota's playing above his expectations. Drake looks good. The offensive line's been great. Like, do we expect Elijah Wilkinson? Looks like he might not play this weekend. That's yeah. an issue. But Math, yeah, yeah, like that part of it. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the team has been a lot better than even the most the highest expectations for this team. I mean, mm-hmm. we we've talked about it numerous times. I mean, everyone everyone kind of pegged this as like a two three win team. I had this like kind of as like a four or five win team. They've already far exceeded whatever I thought that they could do. And mm. um, I, like, is this a Super Bowl team? Absolutely mm. not. Is this a playoff team? Maybe. Like, looking at it, and it's not because this team is like a really talented team. Like, I wouldn't put this team in the AFC and expect them to do what they're doing right now. I just, they're in a bad conference. Take advantage of it. Go to the playoffs. Like, look, mm. at the end of the day, it's like, you guys are trying to establish a culture. You have a new coach. Well, at least it's, he's in his second year, and you got Terry Fontenot in his second year. Look, you're still trying to build this program, trying to establish a culture. And, and a culture of winning is not something that comes around very easily. It's very easy to establish that losing culture and that losing mentality, which is it's hard to get out of that, too. And that's what we saw with Dan Quinn a little bit, as much as anything. And Arthur Smith, I mean, he's a damn good coach, mm. right? Like, that's really all I've learned from this. And, and I think this team has such a high ceiling. And we've kind of seen what it can be just if the team buys in. And I'm seeing that buy-in right now. I mean, look, this team has not really been overly healthy. And they're not over they're, – they're laden with cap, with debts and dead cap. And they're still finding ways to win. They're, they're competitive every single week. And that's been really kind of nice to see. You know, I mean, it, are they a great team? No, I don't think they're a great team. But they know what they are. They have an identity, and they stick to that identity, and they play within themselves. And I think that's something. There's something in that. There's something cool in that. That's easy to support. And look, the schedule lines up pretty nicely for them too. I mean, you look down the road. Their hardest. I mean, they, it's a winnable game this week. It's going to be tough. I, I do. I think they win. Probably not. It's going to be very difficult. But the the team that they're playing is banged up. They don't have their wide receiver one. They I saw don't a good have their tweet wide that it was two. like their the quarterback is the cracked only ribs. Team. The Chargers are the only team to like get more injured during a bye week. That's the most Chargers thing of all time. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Like Austin Eckler screws up his toe in practice mm. just because they're the Chargers. You know, like this is just the epitome of a game that the Chargers are going to lose. You know, mm-hmm. that just as an NFL standpoint that they just lose games they're not supposed to. Could pretty What's consistently. The spread? Uh, I think it's like two and a half, something like that. I could see. But the thing is, is like I could legitimately see the Falcons winning this because of the style of play that they have. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to run the ball effectively, especially if CP plays. Cordell Patterson's a game time decision. I think I saw that from Tory McElhaney today. Um, but no AJ Terrell. That's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in the secondary. But 
this should be a good game. I, I think it's winnable. But and then the rest of the schedule, the point, the finishing my point, like the, the rest of the schedule lines up to this team legitimately winning a handful of games down the stretch. But seven, eight win that eight wins that might be enough to make the playoffs, at least to win the division. I mean, the Bucks didn't do anything major. Like that's the whole thing. Is like I was waiting to see what Tampa did yeah. to fix this, and they are just like we're gonna get healthy and then we'll be fine. That was their sentiment. They've been saying that all season, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but we're going to see now because, like, the Panthers aren't doing it. Obviously, the Saints, Michael Thomas, out for the year. I mean, they're riding with Andy Dalton from here on out. Like, the Saints aren't winning this division. The Falcons, it's just weird because you go through the numbers and they're just 21st in offense, 29th in defense, 25th overall. Uh, They're 26th in points scored, 29th in points allowed. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just it's hard for me to get a good read on where the Falcons are because it just feels like they're, they're doing more with less still. They're, yeah. they're ahead of schedule, I think with this rebuild. And I think we all kind of looked at with the cap money they'll have this off season that next year is probably when they're going to be able to make some real adjustments and figure some stuff out. But it's actually the offensive line has just elevated them so much in the run game being so good. And Drake London being such a good rookie that like, Oh, this is, this is pretty good. And also, I mean, Taquan Graham's been a great uh, find. Uh, Troy Anderson, we'll see what he is, but he's been great. Um, a lot of those picks hitting has been paramount to the to the Falcons being a little bit ahead of schedule. So I think that's my biggest takeaway to this point. It's like, if you were a little concerned about where Terry Fontenot was going this offseason, I think the fact that so many of these picks are hitting is huge because that's where you have to win in the NFL is you have to hit on the yeah. majority of these kind of picks in a rebuild especially. Yeah, no, and and I think you hit the nail on the head. And and look, next year they're actually like you mentioned, like they're going to actually be able to make some adjustments. And that's what we talked about at the beginning of the season, even before it started. And I said it then, and I'll keep saying it. And I'm going to keep pounding this drum. Look, they can win the division, whatever. I, they could lose the last week of the season. I'm not judging the success of this season by wins and losses. That's just mm. not what I'm going to do. I want to see the development because I don't see this team as this team is not a Super Bowl contender. They're not going to get that far. Like it's ridiculous to even kind of put that kind of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. But it, that's also kind of one of the nice things about this team is that there's no pressure. Just play good football, go out there, establish your identity. And, and look at the end of the day, it's working. Mm-hmm. So you found something that works. You're going to double down on what you have and keep winning football games. And that's fun. And that's enjoyable. Make games fun to go to rally the fan base, get people excited about next year. And look, go make some splashes in free agency. Go sign Lamar Jackson. Like, could you imagine if they signed Lamar Jackson? I don't I'd think it's mad. I mean, I'd be upset. Let me just say it's a pipe dream. I don't want it. I'm like, you don't draft him at the tail of end of his prime. You don't you don't pull him into the fold at the tail end. Like the Falcons fans who want Lamar Jackson just blow it's my mind. Happening. You don't it's get in the happening. sweepstakes at the end. This is the end of the ride for Lamar. You don't jump on in the last two years of uh fun MVP type Lamar Jackson. No, that's yeah. not they're also no. not gonna let him go. They're gonna franchise tag him and yeah. he's not going anywhere. So Anybody who thinks we're going to get Lamar Jackson seriously? Is Do you think we see Ritter this season? The, at the rate we're seeing, no, if, I don't think so. If Mariota doesn't get hurt, let's put that caveat. If Mariota is healthy for 17 weeks, do you think we see Ritter at all? At, at this rate, no. Mm. Based off of what we've seen so far, I, my tune has changed on Marcus Mariota. It, it just it, it has. I mean, and it's not because he plays super well or there are things that he can do on, with the football in his hand. It's more about, I think. Um, Josh Kendall tweeted about this from the mm-hmm. athletic. He, it, we were watching the game 
uh, last week and it was, there were little progressions and, and there were things that he was like getting the guys lined up and there were different reads that he was making checks at the line of scrimmage. And, and it, it, he tweeted about it and said like, that's why Marcus Mariota is your guy. Mm-hmm. It's because he is a professional who's been in this league and he knows what he's looking at and he's going to get these guys in the right place. And that's a very important thing. And it just, having a rookie back there, it doesn't matter how, who the rookie is. It could be Trevor Lawrence or, or Jalen hurts or whoever else. Who's great, talented player. And if he's just not ready to set those guys up and put them in position, then he's not your guy. Um, at least not yet. And mm-hmm. based off of right now, like what I, going back to what I said earlier, it's like, I'm not judging the scene based off wins and losses. I want to see progress. And Marcus Mariota, as of right now, is the guy that's going to help the rest of the players on offense actually find that sort of progress. And because I need to see Kyle, what Kyle Pitts can do, I need to see what Drake London can do. And you, and you're not going to see that unless you get into the right formations and get the offensive line settled settled in and and put you in the right play. You know, and that stuff matters. And having a veteran quarterback, that's important. I think eventually, though. The problem is like they've been elite running the football, the pass block or the run block grades. Uh, the Falcons are, I think, in the top six in that regard uh, per PFF Crazy to high. this point. Crazy high. Yeah. But pass block outside of Jake Matthews has been a disaster. They're 31st in the league in pass block grade. Like that tells me that like eventually, often. eventually Mariota's just going to, I I don't know. Like I've not, but that's the thing that we're still not getting, they're not getting a lot of sacks. Like yeah. that's, the, that's the other crazy thing. How many sags have we given up this year? Like, is it like we're on pace for what 30, 25? Yeah, something like that. Like, it's just the type of quarterback that Marcus Mariota is, and it's the he's getting the ball out quickly, Mm. and we're running the ball so damn much. I mean, you can only get sacked so many times if you throw the ball 15 times a game, you know. Mm. Like, if you're getting sacked on if you drop have like 15, 17 dropbacks or something, and you're getting sacked five times, that's ridiculous. It's not happening. Like you would have to be just getting absolutely destroyed at, at that point. And um, we just don't throw the ball enough to mm-hmm. really get hit too much. It's when he starts running the football and he gets out in the open field. That's still, I still like kind of like seize up for a second every time he gets hit mm-hmm. and kind of gets, tries to go get that extra yardage. Um, I mean, barring injury, mm-hmm. I don't think that we see Desmond Ritter anymore. That's just where I am. Cause I think we're, we're in a playoff push now and, that changes the mentality of a team and you're going to go with the veteran guy who gives you the best chance to win. You're not looking at next year. These I, I guarantee you, no one gives a damn about next year on that football team. That's Terry Fontenot's job. I think it, this feels like a nine and eight type situation. And that might be good enough to win the division. When you look at the schedule, I'm like, Luke, seven wins might be enough to win the division. I don't think true. it will. It might be. I don't believe in the bucks. I don't think the bucks are, the bucks aren't very good. Like they're just not very good. Tom Brady, Unless we see just like super villain Tom Brady come out, like I'm talking like 2016 after Deflate Gate, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. they're not going to do anything. I, I really just don't see it. They're, the defense, their defense has been solid, but he's just he's kind of holding that team back. They're not running the ball f- f- terribly well. Mm-hmm. The the deep passing for Tampa Bay hasn't been very good, and I think that comes back to Tom Brady. T- Father Time is just catching up to him, and we're starting to see that a little bit this year. He just he looks human for the first time really ever well when you look though at the hawks on the flip side here garrett i where where are you at with this team because it's like i've been pleasantly surprised in some areas i'm concerned in others um 
I think the depth is an issue. Uh, if any injuries come up, like this team's not deep at all. I think Justin Holiday scares me with major minutes with his offensive uh, ability. Like there's just Jalen Johnson's unplayable. Let's go ahead and move off that one. Like the Jalen Johnson minutes I could live without forever. Like we can just go ahead and get rid of this. Um, I'm concerned about the spacing still with Capella and Collins um, and Yeka. We have not seen three point assassin and Yeka to this point. Um, I love DeJounte Murray. A lot of fun. Um, Aaron holiday. I think is good. I like Aaron holiday as a backup guard. He's been, he's been <clears> solid. I'm, I'm good with Aaron holiday. Miss Dylan, right. But uh, holiday has yeah. been fine for me. Still need bogey back to see what the offense looks like. Totally. Like that's the final thing for me to see what the bench does and how uh, Nate adjusts with bogey being available. But by and large, very good team. Trey and DeJounte seem to be working, seem to be good with one another. But from your perspective, now that we're 10% of the way done with the season, um, is this there is 10%? About we... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, it's okay. flying by, man. Like, we're Lord already. Like, yeah. That's where we're at. Uh, the season keeps moving. Uh, but Not for no man. Exactly. Uh, how do you feel about the current state of the Hawks? Have you been about what they've expected? Has it, have they been better, or where are you at? This is where this is exactly where I expected they'd be. I, I'm happy that they're winning games. I, I don't think that they're the team that got blasted up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that's who they are. I, I think that this team is really. I, I can't really give them a grade right now. It, they're just because they're, they're an incomplete product. You know, like this is. They're a work in progress. We're still looking at it. Like I see things that I like, you know, like you talked about loving DeJounte. I love DeJounte. DeJounte mm-hmm. is exactly what this team needed. It's a dog, a guy who's going to come out and just be that bad guy, that villain, uh, that dude who's going to come in and, and do the dirty work. And I love mm-hmm. that. Um, and we really saw that flash and really shine up in New York and Madison Square Garden when they, they 37 points. Like, well, how many steals do you have? Seven steals. I think he's still picking pockets up there. Mm-hmm. Like, he got the Hawks back into that game. And the other thing that I really like is that I'm, I'm seeing Trey with a willingness to give up the basketball. And that's something that I really wanted to see uh, because if he doesn't, if there wasn't that willingness to, to move and, and, and give DeJounte the ability to run some of that offense, then this was never going to work, but he's done it. And he's, he's, I, I think he's still kind of getting them flow. And, and I think, I still think they're trying to find that rhythm it shines at times, but other times it's it it, it looks kind of clunky, and I think that's another one of those reasons why uh, Trey's shooting hasn't been there necessarily. John Collins isn't shooting very well. I mean, the team as a whole. I mean, like they've regressed heavily through in their three point shooting, and um, I mean, well, Kevin Herter. We lost Kevin Herter, but the thing is, it's like if we're if we're talking about losing Kevin Herter and that's the reason that all of this bad things are happening, then. No, I mean that that's not that's not the reason. They're just not shooting well. It'll come. Like I think that's going to be fine. It's going to happen in time. Um it's but that's why also why I can't fully judge them yet. Uh, cuz they're 11th in offensive rating right now, 19th in defensive rating. Yeah. The pace is faster than I would have thought. They're 9th in pace. 9th um, in pace. That is a lot faster than I thought. But it's been good. I will say the Collins thing like I'm waiting for the blow up. His usage rate right now is 4 14%. I think it's the lowest of his career. Like John Collins is not a feature like DeJounte Murray being in the fold and DeAndre Hunter, who we should mention has played great. Like DeAndre Hunter has been very good. And the lineup numbers, like I was going through cleaning the glass stuff with him today. Um, 
he's been great. And again, no usage. Like he's not a star. There's no path. Like the usage is not there. He's at like 18%. Um, and for comparison, like, let's just go ahead and tell you like DeJounte and Trey are over 30% a piece. So they're in like the 95 percentile. Uh, the I NBA. think some of that will change too when Bogey comes back. Hmm. Well, I mean, Your that will change, will change for DeJounte, Your... uh, DeAndre. All of it will change. All of it will hmm. change. Bogey, Bogey is your sixth man. Like he is yeah. your first guy off the bench. And and when you insert him into the offense, I, I see an offense in which you have all three of those guys. You have Bogey, you have DeJounte, you have Trey, you have John Collins. Like you, like I, I see that that sort of, it's viable to me. Mm-hmm. And so obviously Bogey is going to come back and everything is going to change. And I, I guess he's, have you seen any prognosis for him? I, I saw something. It's like he's still just shooting the basketball. That's just where he is. Um, he's mean, good in the booth, but I prefer him on the field or on the court, you know, because <laughs> I know he's been up there with Bob Rathburn. But um, no, as of right now, it's like Bogey's going to change everything when he comes back in, which I'm assuming is going to be in a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully. Uh, Did you see Zach Lowe talking about De- uh, DeAndre moving to the four and Bogey uh, sliding in next to uh, Dejounte and uh, I don't like. Sure. I was gonna say something similar to that, but I I don't like DeAndre Hunter going low. I, I just, mm. he well, it's it's not about him either. I think he can do a good job down there. Like you play, you can play John Collins or Anyeka Kongwu at the five, and like you'd be pretty. That's a that small ball lineup. If you get Anyeka Kongwu, DeAndre Hunter, and then you have Dejounte, Bogey, and Trey, that is a fantastic five. Mm. Uh, defensively especially i think that's that good for crunch minutes and then you have trade leading the offense so i think that'd be really interesting to see um i think it's a lineup that we will see um but i don't know you see dejounte though, bogey changes everything. On his instagram story i can't wait until we get bogey back who did that dejounte nice i love dejounte i need to go follow him on everything because he's that man is a walk everything he does is just the steals are so much fun the steals are the best part the uh, for DeJounte. They're so good. Um, it's so refreshing, too. I think A.J. Griffin might be a significant factor. Can I go ahead and say, like, I'm more intrigued by A.J. Griffin. Five for ten well, from three to this point. I think he's going to start playing. Like, he I actually think so. has a Well, skill. he actually has Here's the difference with him and Jalen Johnson. To the team, you know? Jalen doesn't do anything. Like, Jalen's no. not good at anything. The one thing he can do that. is dunk in transition. That's it. Like, that's his one skill is he's really good at finishing in transition. When he's wide I think Jalen is just an incomplete product. He, we haven't seen what he can be. AJ Griffin, I think, he has more to contribute there. as a legitimate role player right now, yeah. and that's shooting. And this team needs shooting. Yeah. So I, I could, I could legitimately see him get some minutes and, and come in and just be kind of a killer from three. I think he's worth looking at the regular season to see, like, give him four to six minute stretches. Like, I want to see, like, Gallo was giving you nothing defensively, and we're talking about that. It's like are we sure that he couldn't give you some of that? I, I don't know. AJ, his shots. Good. I like a, I, he has I'm, some good shots in New York yeah. in fourth mm-hmm. quarter. He looked good. Um, granted it's trash time when he was playing, but he looks good when he plays and I'd like to see what he can do. I mean, he's I just, keep an eye on dudes. It. I think he might be a more important rotation piece as the season goes on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the nine, 10 or maybe even the eight, nine back of the rotation kind yes. of guy. Cause because I know you and you and Max were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like you were frustrated with like depth on this team. Yeah. No, I mean it's just we had a, our team was too deep last mm-hmm. year. That was and our now biggest. There's not enough. So like, you you can't be eleven deep because you can't really get guys rolling and get guys in rhythm. And yeah, has Tony Russell publicly apologized for the Kevin Herter trade yet? 
Look, if, if if we look back on the season and Kevin Herter is the reason that this team doesn't win, then it's just a cataclysmic failure. But can we just, still admit that DeJounte that was a Murray didn't can we do what he was that supposed to, and Bogey never played, and no one stayed healthy, and then there's just so many more issues other than Kevin Herter that would have come in front of us. I love Kevin Herter; he was awesome. He's not going to be the reason. His absences should not be the reason that the team that you should blame for this team having problems. It's a reason. Let me go ahead and say they're five. Not of the, the reason he's so good in it's Sacramento. Have you reason. watched what he's doing in Sacramento? Yeah, he's also yeah, he's taking more shots. He's getting a higher usage rate. I mean, of course he's going to score more points. That was a salary <laughs> dump. It was, it a, was salary a salary dump. dump. But he also, I mean, they 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 sold low on him, and I was frustrated about that. I will agree. I was frustrated. Kevin Herter should be on this low. roster. Like I don't understand. Like when you're trying to win now, like Kevin Herter, that trade should not have happened. That is, I that trade should not have taken place. And it went well, under they the also radar. can't tell us that they want to be. They're they're not afraid of the luxury yes. tax, and then make a trade to avoid the luxury tax. Yes. So that doesn't make any sense. But no. I I thought it signified that lucky, they were going to Jante Murray to a big old contract. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do it because Dejounte Murray is horrendously underpaid as it is right now. He just signed mm-hmm. his second. He signed his second contract like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Way, way under what he will be making. He's going to make a max contract probably. So on that side, I understood why you make the deal because you would just sign her to that deal and kind of needed to free the money so that you could you could avoid that the uh, hard cap. Um, the one positive though, Clint Capella, notorious slow starter, they're plus 4.4 per hundred possessions with him, um, in the lineup. So he's been okay. Uh, I think, I don't know. Are you anywhere closer based on what you've seen from Enyeka where you're, you're inching closer to like, let's, let's give Enyeka the full-time, uh, full-time starting. My, my biggest thing with them, it, it's the biggest reason why I'm a big Clint guy is because I mean, Clint. Clint gives you so much more in the pick and roll offense, which is what this team really wants to do. Mm. And Anyeka Okongwu, for whatever reason, is just not a good screen setter. And it doesn't mm. make any sense to me. <laughs> and I think that's that's really the biggest detriment in his game. And unfortunately, I think the only reason he's not the the primary guy at center is because he's not good at setting screens. And Clint Capella is the best at setting screens. Also, speaking of screens, did you see... I, I think I tweeted about this. Someone had a video up. I can't remember uh, who had the video up, but he tweeted something about like Trey like doing screens and rotations or whatever. Trey Young set a screen for Clint Capella mm. on a center, and it was the most hilarious thing watching Trey Young try and set a screen on somebody. He's That's just, his like, guy. He'll do just, it like, for Capella. trying to hold him, That's, and Clint Capella the... rolled back and caught the ball over the top and just dropped it in. Yeah, they're best Great. friends. The back they're door, do a little backdoor screen. It was awesome. Love you know seeing. who stinks? Huh. Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday is it, not good. The numbers are so bad. I don't know if you've had time to go through no, everything. I'm not, it's an eye looked. test matches the numbers okay. where the Justin, and this is the reason I bring up the Kevin Herter stuff is like, if you're going to move Kevin Herter for a salary, at least bring in someone who feels like who doesn't drop you off a cliff with that number. Um, and he just, it, it's not working. Holiday's got to be out of the rotation. Um, he is minus 16.6 uh, per hundred possessions when he's been lined up thus far. Oh man. See, that's the thing. I'm not ready to, those minutes have been off. Plug or, or or unplug anybody yet? Like I'm still thinking it, it's it's premature so far. No, you can join me. Let's let's get out of this. Let's get out of the Justin Holiday sweepstakes right now. Let's just move well, on. Well, he's gonna go down. His usage is yeah. gonna go down when when Bogey comes back in. So are we sure? Yes. They need his defense. Where are the where are these minutes coming from? I don't. Who I else mean, is gonna give up minutes? I sure as hell ain't giving him Trey minutes. I mean, come on. 
I don't know. No, it's 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 gonna be. It's, Bogey comes back. That is why this is an incomplete grade so far. I cannot grade it until I see what Bogey adds to this team. Mm. I just can't. Like it's just not something I can do because he is such an important fixture for this team, just as a, a legitimate three point shooting depth piece. Mm. I, you What's your favorite really five man lineup? You need him. him. Right need, the Hawks need Bogey on the perimeter right now. That that the three point shooting has been so bad. It's been so bad been good enough but the thing is they haven't really played anybody good yet the only two teams they've played that are legitimate playoff teams they've lost to one mm-hmm. they got blown out by so i'm not overreacting to that yet because it's mm-hmm. still so early in the season and things change so quickly um I, I still don't think that we've seen a full like slate of what Dejounte and trey could look like i mean we talked about this over the summer it's like this team is gonna have stretches where they look fantastic they're going to stretches where they look terrible, especially through November, December. I don't think that it's necessarily fair to give this team a full grade until Christmas. Give me somebody who's uh, who's on the free agent market right now. I, who's available? That's a great question. Oh, no, we can go get Boogie Cousins. No, that doesn't solve anything. Who can I saw we replace somebody, somebody, Justin Holiday with? I think Sports Talk ETL or something over there. One of those guys, they tweeted about going to get Boogie Cousins. Oh, our old friends, both available. Our two old friends, Kent Bazemore and... Uh... DeAndre Bembry. Oh, buddy. Bring him back. No, it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty no? sure. I like Kent Bazemore, though. I think he's he's a good dude. Kent Bazemore's a good dude. Gary he seems Clark. like a nice guy. I've How never is he him. only 27? How is Gary Clark only 27? Um, Jared Culver. Oof. Jared mm. Culver's still out there? Mm. Talk about a flop. Yeah, that didn't go well. NBA. Dude, he was, he was such a talented prospect. I'm, who did we... What draft was that? We that was the DeAndre Hunter draft, wasn't it? Seventeen. Is it? Is it been that long? I thought DeAndre was eighteen. Maybe I'm not. It's eighteen. It was eighteen. Yeah, yeah Col- Colbert was in that one or the year after. Hmm. Lottery pick did not go well. He was like fourth. Fifth. Yeah. Because I thought I thought the Hawks were going to get him. Hmm. I thought for sure that's who they were getting. What's your favorite rotation that they throw out? What's been your favorite Hawks five man group? Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Trey DeJounte, I like I love that those two are on the floor. I just love seeing them Trey passing the ball and mm-hmm. just like running around on the one at the end. The only thing that, that annoys me is when I see Trey pass the ball off and then just stand really far back mm-hmm. and then just sort of stand there and watch. Oh, he's it's gonna like, do dude, that forever. What that's, are you doing? <laughs> he's he's got a lot of James Harden in him. Like that's yeah. uh, that's absolutely what Trey's gonna do. And then it's, it's just five on four. Yes. And uh, that part that part has frustrated me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's going anywhere, unfortunately, Gary. No, I think that's just part of who Trey is a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and we're just gonna be frustrated by that. It's just like that's I. It's like the ones he, I, I'm a big believer in. Be frustrated in what you control, what you can't control, what you can't. I think Trey being somewhat off ball, who's just like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay over here if I don't have the ball. Like that's, eh, that, 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 that I think we right. see it pick up. We'll, yeah. we'll see it pick up. I've seen it pick up at times. I've seen flashes of it at times. Like the one I was just talking about, like the backdoor screens. Like when he's actually in there doing running plays, mm. I think that's fine. But as far as like that relentless stamina that we see from guys like Steph Curry, mm. which is at its peak, what's what it peaks peak could be what he could be not not as like performance wise but i'm just talking about like running around and being a, a creator of havoc i mean that's what i want to see no but as far as 
favorite lineups. I, th- that starting lineup is just pretty solid. Yeah, I don't really see many weaknesses with it. Dejounte's plus thirty four point four. He's so good in the ninety nine percentile. He's like, so good. He's he, so good. He matters so far. He has been the most consequential consequential acquisition of anybody in the NBA. Any team. Yeah, I think okay, you can I'm legitimately guess uh, which lineup has been okay i'm gonna give you this is gonna be fun this is a fun exercise to see see. how much does this player suck all right um you might be able to guess these two rotations what are the two big minute rotations that have been the worst on the hawks so far this season so one of them is minus 24.9 in 65 possessions five yes it's a five man unit and then the other one is minus 58.7 uh what do you think Do both have the holiday brothers uh, just one holiday. Just one holiday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't tell you, man. There's, there's so many different combinations, I guess. Murray. Oh, actually, I, I lied. The first one does have uh, Aaron Holiday. Uh, Murray, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, John Collins, and Yekun Kongwu. Minus 24.9 for 100 possessions together. See that. Minus 58.7. Trey, DeJounte, Justin Holiday, John Collins, and Yekun Kongwu. Huh. Not a surprise. That's four non-shooters, basically. Four shooters you really don't have to respect to this point. See, Justin Holiday, man, he, they, I, I think that's just the biggest issue mm. so far. I, again, I would feel so much better if that trade didn't enough. happen. If Kevin Herter is in that spot, I feel so good about where the Hawks are right now. I really, really loathe that this is the dumb trade situation that they just put themselves in this offseason. What, really what, what did they get for him? Uh, Mo Harkless and Justin he's not Holiday, on right? the team anymore. Yes, and he's gone. In like a second round pick. Yeah, he's shooting thirty one percent from three. What's Kevin Herter shooting to this point? I don't even know. John 30... Collins also hasn't been shooting well at no. all. No, John. 24%. See, that's the other thing. John Collins will start shooting better too. I and hope so. Trey's gonna start shooting better. DeAndre's and... shooting forty three percent. DeAndre Hunter's DeAndre Hunter's having a good season, man. Yeah. Like, no, DeAndre Hunter's legitimately. He's and Yeka hasn't taken a three. Now. Remember that offseason where it's contract. like Inyeka's high down the corner and Yeka's shooting threes? Like that's the next he hasn't taken a three yet. Like Inyeka literally hasn't taken a three. He's winning for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a good situation to be in. The Hawks are good. DeJounte and Trey look, they're are winning awesome. games. They're yeah. won- they've won. Like, look, at, they're not perfect. They're far from a complete. Like I'm like I said, the win enough games to stay relevant. Yeah. Like where are they? They're on top of the southeastern. I think they're, or they're in the four seed right now at the playoffs. Yeah. Like, that's Probably fine. Third. Live there. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They don't have to be a perfect team. Not yet. We got to make a trade, though. Can we trade back? If the Kings don't make the playoffs, can they give us Herder back? Like, let's just do the Herder Justin Holiday trade back. Like, let's do that. Can we do that, Screw please? Screw it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll send him back up. We'll send him, send him an extra second round pick. Like, they have Only to. Only if I... he comes back with the headband. I think the headband is really the biggest thing. Mm. He gains his powers from the headband. Kayvon, when he's Kayvon. That's it. Wasn't that the nickname he got? Kayvon. Yeah, yeah Kayvon. You got that from Lou Will, I think. Lou Will should another one who should just be like the law. He should be in the Udonis Haslam role for the Hawks. I don't know why we didn't institute Would that. We? Was he that for us? I, he should be. He should be. He could. That's be. what I'm saying. I, I think. I don't know if been. it was though. South Gwinnett Comet. More than happy to do it. South Gwinnett. You know he actually hated the nickname Lemon Pepper Lou. He hated it. He hated it. Really? Hated why? it. I don't know. I just hmm. saw something about that. I don't know where I saw it. It was like some feature or something. I don't know. So it was on Twitter, so it has to be right. There you go. Um, as we wrap up here, your Georgia Bulldogs face off with the Tennessee Volunteers this weekend. Uh, your pick 
officially on the record. Ooh. What did I say earlier? I said 42-38. You bl- I, I blacked out when you went pro George on that one. So what was 42-38. Dogs mm. on top. I just think I don't know, man. I mm. Tennessee's a really good football team. They're a really good team. Hi, mm. it's a really good player. Hendon Hooker plays really, really efficient football. Mm. Um there's gonna there are gonna be three plays that decide this game. It's gonna be something like a blocked kick interception. Um, just something crazy. Uh, I saw something. I was reading something from like Jeremy Pruitt, who, who does like stuff for Dog Nation. I know you love Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> hey man, he's, he's been saying, pro. No, he's but one thing positive. he was saying is like Tennessee has a very leaky off, like leaky uh, front when they're kicking field goals, mm-hmm. and I could see a. He was saying like, that, don't be surprised. Like Jalen Carter's back in, and I think that's a big deal for Georgia, especially in those field goal situations. He, so he was saying his words, his words. He said, don't be surprised if they come in and block a kick. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. But I think there are going to be three plays, three or four plays that really decide this game. That we're, when we look back at this football game and say, those, those, those are the plays that decided this game. It's going to be a good game. I really would love nothing more than a blowout. Like stomping on their face with a hobnail boot, just stomping all over the dogs. There's only Athens. one team with a hobnail boot, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's those sucker, those red and black mother truckers. Garrett, what can the good folks check out from almost you? Almost said it. I didn't. Getting you all fired up. You get me. You're, you're getting me hyped, dude. I'm so excited. It just needs to come. One needs more sleep. Already. One more sleep. <sighs> what's your record? What's your What's your prediction? Uh, 49-45, Tennessee. See if it gets if it gets into the deep into the 40s, you're right. And that's how it'll be. I, I think it, we'll know pretty early on if Stetson is, like in the third quarter. If Stetson has two picks, the game's over. Like if like he has to play perfect football, if he does not outplay Hendon, I don't think they can win. I, I don't think the I don't think the math is in their favor. He cannot do the kind of stuff he did last week against Florida. You cannot have that kind of third quarter from hell against Tennessee. You can't do it. Yeah. Like Kenny McIntosh fumbling the first play yeah. from line of scrimmage and giving a short field. And then you can't do I that. mean, Florida a 76 yard touchdown just out of nowhere. Um, but the thing is, I mean, Georgia can sustain drives and and that's something that but Tennessee's okay with that. Tennessee care like they don't give up anything big. Like Tennessee has no, not the given up is, big as long as just don't win your matchups, win your mm. one on ones, which is hard to ask against a, such an explosive offense. But you're going to lose most young. of them. Georgia needs to understand. Young. Like that's my whole thing. It's like Georgia needs to understand. Fifty points a game. Like everyone's lost the matchups. Bama, Kentucky, whoever. Like good defenses. You're going to lose the matchups. Like you're going to get burned well, several times. Them, well, the thing that killed them yeah. though, it's like Alabama was was. Penalties, missing yeah. extra field goals, little procedural things. Jaylen Kentucky, Hyatt Kentucky got down. LSU water. got down quickly and yeah. then got out of their game plan immediately. That game was over. Mm-hmm. It's kind of thing happened in Kentucky too. Like they got down early, and and then Will Levis and I the, wonder the if team Jordan, they got Kirby's, out of their game plan. I wonder so if Georgia cannot afford to start slow. Georgia starts slow, it's over because you're not catching. Because Stetson Bennett is not catching up to Hen and Hooker in Tennessee. But they've started slow most of this year. They have. They have. For well, recently they've been doing a lot better. They've kind of been yeah. figuring that out, and I think the health of Adonai Mitchell also has had a lot to do with he's that. He's out, right? He's a game time decision, as far as I know. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen a final decision on that, but Ad Mitchell just is that. You saw what this offense was with Ad Mitchell playing. Yeah, we he only he had he had five snaps against Samford, and then he had the ankle injury. But mm. even if he does play, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So. You're not going to see a finished product from Georgia on this team just because they're just not that explosive. 
Um, but it's like Tennessee's not going to be able to stop Brock Bowers. Like you're just not. You're not no. going to be able to start on, stop Darnell Washington. You're just not. But that's why you can't get into a you, you can't get into a high scoring affair. If you do, good luck. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's damn good. They're a damn good team. But I think Georgia's better team. Just complete. America's team. They're a more complete team. You should Tennessee. Team. Yeah, America's team. No one's going for the yeah. dogs this weekend. You got the Death Star down there. When you build Alabama 2.0, like, no. I don't know, man. Based off of what I've seen on Twitter, based off of things I've seen on Twitter, the only people cheering for Tennessee are like Auburn fans. No. Like, that's no. it. Everybody. It's everybody. Who is everybody? Everybody. Everybody's Florida hates Auburn. y'all. Kentucky hates y'all. Kentucky really hates Alabama us. hates y'all. I don't think Alabama hates us. Alabama? Alabama hates you more than Georgia. I don't know. We haven't I think so. dominated the rivalry. They're, Kentucky fans <laughs> have a reason. Like, no. Anybody else? Eh, eh. Florida fans, you have a we'll reason. See what It'll be a good game. I'm excited for it. I don't want a good game. I don't want my nerves to feel like. I want to be, like, just hanging see, out. See, but that's the, the thing. Having won the national championship last year, it's okay. Like, you say that. So many Georgia fans no, are no, no, that. No, 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 no. Georgia this game matters loses, a lot. You have to... Because just as important to Kirby and, and most of these Georgia fans too, and just in general, mm-hmm. it's not only reaching the mountaintop, it's staying there. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go anywhere. They want to be Alabama. Georgia wants to be Alabama so badly, so badly. And you will never be Alabama unless you win this, like matchups like this. But I well, think they're they in trouble because if the, Tennessee wins this one, then Tennessee could lose to Alabama and they both still get in to the playoff. And then Georgia's left out and they don't get an opportunity to defend and it. And vice versa. This is like literally their championship season. Like this, they have to win this game. This is no, this is a quarterfinal. This is a playoff quarterfinal. The loser of this game will not make the playoff. I disagree. I think Tennessee's I got a very easy path. Quite firmly. The only way it happens is if the winner, if, if Georgia wins mm-hmm. and then wins out. That's what I think. Beats Alabama. Right. Which I think Georgia's better than Alabama this year. Yeah, that's a good do. path. That's the path. And then Tennessee has a very viable chance, assuming yeah. that other teams lose. But I don't even think it matters because I think if Tennessee loses this game, they fall from one to three. Like starting at one is so critical for Depends Tennessee. Depends how they lose as well. Right. But if they lose close, they go down to what? Three? Probably. That's worst case scenario in the college football playoff rankings. And then if they win out those final three, Depends. which they I should, I don't think anyone usurps them. I don't think they keep falling for winning. Like, I don't think that happens. So if Clemson wins big this weekend, if TCU wins big this weekend, actually, no, I think TCU's, TCU's behind Bama right now. In the playoff rankings, but if Bama rising, if Bama wins, which I think they're going to win big, I think Mm. Bama is probably going to roll by seventeen to twenty-one. That happens. That'd be hard to it'd be hard to put Bama in over Tennessee just because they already beat them. But we all know how much the poll loves Bama. The poll loves Tennessee this year. That's the whole thing. Is like they put them at one. They put them at one. Well, yeah, because they have two top ten wins. I'm just saying LSU like, got ranked at 10 for some reason. Yeah. I don't They're just not they're not I just don't think it happens. I think Tennessee is in a really good position to make the playoff. I'll be surprised at this point if Tennessee does not make the playoff. Now what yeah. happens when they make it? We'll see. We'll get there. No team has ever won the national title without being in the right uh echelon in the blue chip ratio. Like Tennessee is not there. Tennessee's not there. That's nope. that's the other thing with Tennessee. It's another thing. It's like the talent the talent is not there yet. I think it could be soon jerry Britt also screwed that program dude he left that team so far in the well dust. we don't have to relitigate but it's hype but it's hype hype's a good coach man he's a great coach 
Like, man, wouldn't, that dude's so good. And, and I just remember hearing all the Tennessee fans were so angry when they went with Heupel. I wasn't. Well, I was. No, pro. you. I'm not saying you. Yeah. I'm just saying. I just remember seeing him on social media and everything. All the yeah. things that Tennessee fans were saying, and it's like, okay, dude. People really wanted Tony Elliott from Clemson because yeah. that that was close. And it's like, I think they won out. Now. No, you wanted not Gruden. looking great. Not looking great. That Clemson Gruden. coaching tree, the Dabo one, not looking great. Venables and Tony Elliott to this point, and Chad uh, J- Chad Morris and Tony Jeff Scott in the South disaster. Yeah, his coaching tree might be the worst in college football. I think when you think about it, like Chad Morris, poof. Jeff Scott at mm-hmm. USF, Tony Elliott, not looking great at Virginia, and Brent Venables at Oklahoma. It's a pretty bad coaching tree. So they far. all should have stayed. Can they all go back? Maybe that's Yeah, the... they'll all go back. Mm-hmm. They'll go back to the uh... – I mean, Dabo Sweeney, man. I mean, those guys, I don't I don't buy that. Eh. Then it, Clemson, Clemson, I think – Clemson's in dangerous 